Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. You can catch the show live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If not, don't worry. You can check it out on demand anytime you want. Go to podcast, search for Full-Time Fantasy, hit subscribe, and you will get a notification whenever a new show is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aron88. Check out all my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. Have a look at the two-star pitchers for the week. You can still... Look at that as there are no afternoon baseball games today. So first game kicks off around 7 p.m. Eastern. So that article still has relevancy. If you're looking to set your lineup and maybe you're in a league with first come, first serve, maybe you want to stream and there's a pitcher in there, you could get out my thoughts on who I like, who I don't like for this week. Also, I have the Fantasy Baseball Weekend Recap. Sometimes people go away for the weekend. They don't get to follow everything that's going on as much. So you can just go to this article and it's all there. In one article, a lot of the injuries from the weekend, top performances, news, storylines, it is all there. Of course, the waiver wire report from Sean Childs as well. And if you have any specific questions, you can ask them on the message boards in the forums. We also have a Dynasty football article, uh, Colts training camp questions, and uh, the in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. He continues to go around the AFC team's latest look is at the Oakland Raiders. So, Tons of content there, as well as DFS. If you're playing DFS baseball tonight, check it out, fulltimefantasy.com slash DFS. And also, head on over to playffwc.com if you want to hop in a fantasy football draft today. We got a lot of different price points and formats. We got a draft tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's a starter best ball league, 24 rounds, 90-second clock, $35 entry fee. Uh, still some spots remain 10 p.m. Eastern. It begins, and all you do here is draft your team. That's it. Just a similar format to what I was just talking to, uh, except this is uh, not a league with two quarterbacks tight end. It's one quarterback, two receivers, three, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, two flex spots, kicker defense. So 24 rounds, all you do is draft your team. You don't have to set your lineup. You don't have to make ad drops. We love drafting, but the maintenance over a full season doing waivers sometimes can get a little overwhelming. So this is a good way to win some money with your picks that you like where they haven't gotten too much buzz yet. We're still here in June, and yes, players are moving up and down the draft board, but we know it's really going to change come July and August with training camp and the exhibition games and more data and ADP and role changes. So now's a good time to get some value and uh, do this instead of a mock draft. Uh so you can test out your theories. You could see where players go. But at the same time, you can win some money in the process. Uh, we got a 
starter slow best ball draft, nine spots left in that one. A starter slow full season league with a four-hour clock, 18 rounds, seven spots left in that one. Online championship slow drafts with a two-hour clock, four-hour clock, six-hour clock. And, of course, if you want to join us live in Las Vegas, first weekend of the NFL season at the Palms, you can put down your deposit now uh, for the World Championship uh, or the World Championship online, whichever it is. So uh, we have Dynasty Startup Drafts, so a ton of different drafts. So you check it out, playffwc.com. We'll have Mike Florio from uh, NFL.com and Fantrax.com. He will join me at uh, 3.20 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk some baseball with him. Uh, and that's where we kick it off, looking at some of the top things going on in baseball right now. No surprise here, but the Cardinals have placed Adam Wainwright on the injured list with the left hamstring strain. He left yesterday's game as he was uh, lifted after, uh, I think, the fourth inning. And, uh, you know, he's been up and down this year. Uh, he has a 4-4-6 ERA, a 1-4-0 whip, uh, 61 strikeouts, 31 walks over 70 in a two-thirds innings. And, you know, he had said he hoped to make his next start, but the manager last night came out and said, yeah, he's probably not going to make it. So uh, we'll see who takes his spots in the rotation. It could be uh, Ponce de Leon, who was called up and was not needed in the bullpen last night. So I did put him in, you know, as a dollar, $2 bid, did not get him, you know, near the bottom in case I didn't get anyone. Uh, but that's the uh, story there with him. So we'll see who the Cardinals put in his spot. Obviously, Michael Waka making a spot. To, uh, he's going to start today. Uh, maybe that potentially gives him the two-star week now. I didn't think he would get it. Obviously, would, a lot would depend on the performance tonight and just not confident in him now. Walker is a guy that I drafted in a few leagues, but cut him in all leagues and really didn't have much interest in picking him up. Obviously, the big story from the weekend is Jordan Alvarez getting the call up for the Houston Astros, and obviously he is someone that should be owned in all leagues if he's available. A lot of people have been stashing him anyway. So in all my leagues last night, where he was available, he was already rostered. Or he's a keeper, my home keeper league, he's a keeper. So uh, he wasn't available. So in the NFBC, he's not available till next week because he was not on the 40-man roster or, or officially called up until yesterday afternoon. So they usually, if it, I think it would have, if you got the call Saturday, he might have been available. I think it's 24-hour period. But either way, Alvarez wasn't available in the NFBC this weekend. So... There will be a spending spree next week, especially if he has a good week. Uh, and also the same thing in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, which runs its uh, uh, contest on the NFBC platform. So we go by those rules. So that's where he'll be available. But any other league, I got to think he's owned by now, first come, first serve, because uh, people have been stashing him. And he was just crushing it at AAA. 23 homers, 343 average in 56 games, and 21 years old, and uh, we'll see what the Astros do. And I, I think this was probably a Super 2 decision because he probably should have been up sooner, especially with all the injuries in the Astros lineup. Has been struggling a little bit yesterday to produce offense. Not a surprise considering no George Springer, no, Ho no Jose Altuve, no Carlos Correa. So uh, my guess is he's going to stay, especially if he hits. So definitely uh, someone that you want on your team. Also with the Astros, we saw Framber Valdez picked up in a lot of leagues. And, he had an impressive start over the weekend. He went seven innings, one run, seven Ks. Uh, he's got a 2.73 ERA. Certainly with the state of pitching, you could pick him up now. I haven't seen if this is official, but uh, I think the Astros might skip him this week. They have a five-game week, so two off days. 
So he might get skipped this week, but that would line him up next week potentially for two starts, although I think they're both on the road, including one against the Yankees, which is not ideal. But, you know, in a 15-team league, you got to take a shot. And I did have bids in, but I did not get him anywhere. My biggest concern for him, obviously, is the walk rate. But, you know, any Astros pitcher, you have to have some interest, even though I know Colin McHugh struggled this year. Uh, but look at Wade Miley. I mean, Wade Miley is someone you got real late in your drafts, you know, 28th, 29th round, maybe a little bit earlier, or he was taken off the waiver wire. And he continues to produce uh, another good game yesterday, six scoreless innings, struck out five. He's got a 3-1-4 ERA, a good whip as well. And not great stuff, but it is the Astros, so we know how that goes. Uh, some news on Yankee injuries. John Carlos Stanton could begin a rehab assignment early next week. Uh, and Aaron Judge could begin it a couple weeks later. They're hoping that he could be back for that London trip. The Yankees could continue to play well. I know they didn't have a great week, but still getting it done even with all these injuries. Although Domingo Herman was placed on the injury list uh, with a hip flexor at not a surprise because all of a sudden Domingo Harmon was not pitching well. And, you know, this is the always tr tricky part of fantasy. And I always say this all the time. Harmon came out and said that, you know, this has kind of bothered him for a while and he thought he can pitch through it. And, you know, that's sometimes when we look at performances and we go, okay, why is this guy struggling? A lot of times it is because of a hidden injury or a player is fighting through something. You know, Harmon's been really good this year, but last couple starts have not been good as he's allowed more home runs. Uh, he's been one of the, better free agent pickups or draft picks this year. He's nine and two with a three eight six ERA and a one point one one whip, twenty six and a half percent strikeout rate, six and a half percent walk rate. But all of a sudden lately, you know, homers have become a little bit of an issue for him. And, you know, it's tough to pitch effectively when something is wrong uh, and you're compensating and a lot of guys do it. They try to fight through these injuries and it affects their numbers. We see it all the time. And maybe it's something that's bothering them during the week, and they go, oh, let me see how it happens in a game. But, you know, look at his last three starts. He had the game against the Royals, five innings, nine hits, seven runs, four home runs, and that was in Kansas City. No walk struck out six. His next start against Boston, three and two-thirds, six hits, three runs, two walks, eight Ks, and then the start against Cleveland a few days ago, six innings, six hits, four runs, two more home runs, a walk, in 6K. So all of a sudden, he's got seven home runs allowed in his last 14 and two-thirds, uh, and he was doing a good job of suppressing home runs before that. In fact, uh, he had allowed five home runs in his first nine starts. Five home runs in his first nine starts, and then seven in the last three. So you could see something wasn't right, and uh, he'll go on the injured list, and you just have to hope that he can come back and be productive. How about the Twins, man? And Hopefully, you know, before the year, I said I love this lineup, man. I really liked it a lot. I pretty much liked almost all their players. And the Twins have already set a franchise record for the most home runs before the All-Star break. And we're sitting here on June 10th. We're still a month away. And I know baseball started a little bit earlier this year, like March 28th. But still, uh, this team is absolutely mashing. Nelson Cruz homered for the fourth straight game, three for six, three RBIs. And I don't know when he's going to slow down. But as I wrote in the preseason, number one, he's utility. They always get undervalued. Number two, he's 38, so people are going to worry about his age. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, we had to talk about David Ortiz with the incident that happened and DR with him getting shot. But Ortiz is a perfect example of this, like, every year. Okay, Ortiz is aging. Uh, time to uh, 
let's pass on him. And every year, it did not happen. And I don't know what it's going to happen with Nelson Cruz. And look, he's already spent one stint on the injured list. But uh, I actually don't have a lot of Nelson Cruz. So I got him in one of the full-time fantasy draft champions leagues. And I have him in the uh, GDD league where... Uh, in an auction, uh, may, I, I, I think I won like 20 bucks, which might have been a little high considering the utility. But uh, this guy's been producing 11 homers, 28 RBIs in 40 games, batting 279. Uh, the one thing that sticks out, the strikeout rate is way up. It's 29.3%. He was at 20.6% last year, but really not worried about that because, you know, guys are striking out at a high rate right now and the average is still good. But, you know, he's going to get so many opportunities to drive and runs in this lineup, and he continues to crush and hit the ball hard. And how about Byron Buxton? I wrote about him, I think, two weeks ago, and I said it's crazy. Like, no one's really talking about Buxton, and it's a good thing because usually when we talk about Buxton, what is it? Complaining. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, he's not hitting. That's not the case this year. Look at Buxton's numbers. A lot of times, and this this is why there's always exceptions. A lot of times we say, ah, oh, this guy's hitting at the bottom of the order. I don't want him. I don't think you could say that about Buxton. You know, considering this guy has pretty much been hitting ninth all year, look at his numbers. You know, if you just if I just showed you his numbers and said, okay, where does this guy hit in the batting order? There's no way you would say nine. But number one, he's done a nice job. And two, this twins lineup is just uh insane. So Buxton has played sixty one games. He's hitting two seventy, three twenty two OBP. He's got eight home runs, thirty six RBIs, thirty seven runs scored, hitting nine in the order, and ten stolen bases. You know, Buxton's done a nice job. And I know it's it hasn't been big time power there, but uh, you'll take eight home runs. I mean that's a pay. You know he he could have, he could go fifteen thirty this year potentially fifteen twenty five. You'll take that. And the counting stats are going to be different. Uh, you know decent. He's hitting a lot more fly balls, which is why you would think there could be some more power coming there. Forty nine point three percent fly ball rate. But Buxton has uh, done a nice job this year. And Miguel Sano that was a guy that uh, you could have gotten off the waiver wire a few weeks ago. And, yeah, we know he's not going to hit for great average, but he's got six homers in 17 games. So, uh, Sano was someone that I drafted in tout before the injury, and, uh, fortunately, there we have the injured list held on to him. And Eddie Rosario, he's a guy that I loved before the year. Got him in tout wars, got him in an NFBC auction, and I was really upset in the uh, Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I was ready to take him in round six, and he went one pick before me and uh, – would have rather had him. I had to settle for Nick Castellanos. He's been okay, but not Eddie Rosario. I mean, uh, way better offense. He was three for six yesterday with two RBIs at his 19th home run. You know, and I wrote, I don't know if I wrote it in an article or one of the write-ups saying this would be the year that he definitely hits 30 home runs because he's been close. You know, he had 27 in 2017. Last year, he probably would have gotten there, but he got hurt, played 138 games, had 24 homers, 77 RBIs. But you could see the skill set there. This guy doesn't strike out that much. Not great OBP, and I do have him in Tout Wars, which is OBP. So 307 OBP is not great, but 19 homers, 52 ribbies, 44 runs. Does run a little bit. Two stolen bases on the year, got caught once. He had eight last year, nine, two years ago, although I don't know how much he's going to run with the way this team is uh, uh, producing offensively. Jake Odorizzi, another good start, and it's crazy because Odorizzi is the one that I've had on my teams every single year until this year. Uh, just didn't get him, and uh, he's having the best year of his career pitching for the Twins right now. Uh, another good start, six innings, one run, eight Ks. His ERA is 1.92 uh, on the season right now, uh, just absolutely crushing it for um, for the Rays right now. 
Uh, strikeout rate is good. Walk rate good. That the thing is, he's limiting the home runs. That was a problem for him uh, two years ago with the Rays. But even when he came to the Twins last year, one point one home runs per nine innings, zero point five one right now. So he continues to pitch very well. And Lucas Giolito, another great start over the weekend. Man, he has got to be the waiver wire pickup of the year, or one of them. I know there's a lot of good ones. Giolito's numbers are absolutely sick right now. Uh, he's won seven consecutive decisions. Uh, on Saturday, seven and two-thirds scoreless innings, 11 Ks. He's got a 2.28 ERA, and this is an example of why you don't give up on prospects that have a high pedigree. And I know Giolito was terrible last year, awful. But I saw early in the year increased velocity, good changeup, and he has put it all together. And I just wish I had him in more leagues. I look at my other leagues, I'm like, why well, I don't have him. Fortunately, I did get him in two pretty important leagues, the NFBC auction in the GST League, which has a, a nice buy-in. But, man, he has really saved a lot of teams this year. He's pitching like an ace. He's definitely uh, in the Cy Young contention right now. And we would have thought I was crazy if I said that before the year. When we return, we'll talk more baseball. I'll be joined by Michael Florio of Fantrax.com and NFL.com. That is next here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at fulltimefantasy.com. Got the weekend recap up. Also, a look at the two-star pitchers for the week ahead. And if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums. Joining me now to talk some more baseball, it is Mike Florio. You can find him at fantrax.com and nfl.com. Mike, what's going on? Not much, man. Thanks, as always, for having me on. 
Yeah, I'm still waiting for the check. Uh, once I get that check, <laughs> you will be invited. Until then, uh, probably not. But uh, I was went to my first Mets game over the weekend, and uh, usually when I'm ever at a Mets game, for some reason, you have become a stalker, and you always show up, and sometimes two rows behind me. So it was a little weird going to the Mets game on Saturday, and I did not see you in the building. Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen the Mets play once this year, and it was at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I'm sure, though, if if I was still living in New York, I probably would have been there Saturday and probably would have saw you. Uh, how is Dodger Stadium? I really like it. So I'm not a fan of getting in because like there's like one really entrance for cars, so like you kind of got to funnel in and out. But once you're in the ballpark, it's beautiful. you got the mountains in the backdrop with the palm trees. Uh, I wish their food selection was a little bit better, mostly just hot dogs, but... The stadium itself, I think the backdrop is one of the best in all baseball. And were you there for one of the game, the one game the Mets won, or no? I was there when they lost. It was uh, Degrom Kershaw, the one I went to, the first of the series. Yeah, Mets could have had a better series, but of course the bullpen sucks, and uh, that's been the story for this team. Um, I will be going to Mets Yankees tomorrow, though. That's it, and then you got the good weather of the two days, right? Because it looks awful in New York right now. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I, I think they're going to cancel the game. For those that are playing DFS tonight is my guess. Uh, just looking at the forecast, um, there might be a window if they're willing to play through some light rain. I mean, it's you know 50%, 40% in the 9 to 11 p.m. hour, and then it's 70, 90, 80. But the weather here changes quickly, man. So that's why they might wait it out unless the radar shows that it's pretty bad. But, yeah, right now it's not looking good. And they're both off on Wednesday, if I'm correct, right? Easy, hey, we could push it to Wednesday. Oh, I didn't. The Mets are off Wednesday. Are the Yankees off too? They might, yeah, because the Mets have a four-game series with the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, because uh, if, if the Yankees are off Wednesday, I haven't looked. But, yeah, I guess that's the case. Man, you should be a schedule maker. You're so smart. I, I The idea of making a schedule, I think I would just go crazy like that. I know now it's all computerized, but like back in the day, having to do it for all those teams, my God, that sounds awful. Uh, now, there was a couple of injuries over the weekend. One of them was Mitch Hanniger, who had a, uh, I guess a, what was it, a fractured testicle. And you once had this. How long did you miss no. playing softball? So, I never had to. to. give every, oh, no, you did no, the idea of this injury, literally every time I, I just read about it, it makes me cringe. Like, I feel so bad for Mitch Hanniger as a, as a person, not even as, like, a, a player that I have on my fantasy team. Like, that just sounds awful. Yeah, it really does. So uh, I was hoping maybe you could give us a timetable since you went through it, but I, I didn't realize <laughs> this was this was sensitive and you don't want to talk about it publicly. I completely understand. Uh, so let's look at someone else who's struggling. Andrew Benintendi, what's wrong with this guy? Like, I haven't really gotten too many complaints from his owners, but this is not what you wanted out of Benintendi for where you drafted him. Often going in the third round, he's got six owners, 26 RBIs, only hitting 266. They moved him out of the leadoff spot. Do you have Benintendi where you hide him on the share? What do you think's the issue right now? So I don't have Benintendi anywhere. I wasn't super high on him. There was. Play, typically, he was going like third, fourth round. That was my starting pitcher range. So it's more that he didn't fit the approach I was taking this year than he was a player I was actively avoiding. And I'm not entirely sure what's wrong with him right now because 
The hard hit rate on the year, yeah, it's 35.8%. You don't love that. That's about league average. But for Ben Benintendi, that's a new career high. And then he also has a, a career high fly ball rate, yet his home run to fly ball rate's the lowest it's been, you know, at the major league level or since his 2016 season. I don't know what's going on with him. I would expect more of those hard hit fly balls to leave the yard and as that happens, his average will climb up a bit. But, yeah, I'm pretty happy I, I didn't invest anywhere because it's like you said, no one is really openly complaining about him, but I know no one who owns him is happy right now. Yeah, for sure. He's just not putting up the numbers. And, you know, Boston collectively has a, a whole has struggled a little bit offensively, and that could be a little bit of the factor. Uh, Nick Pavetta had a complete game the other day, and it's uh, three good starts now since he's returned. Is it safe to say, okay, we can put him in every week, or are we still looking at matchups? I believe he's in Atlanta this week. So do you feel confident deploying him, or is he still someone that you have a little trepidation about? He's someone that me, Frank, and Greg own in the GST League, and we're debating if we should start him over a two, very two difficult start, Jose Quintana. Uh, but for Pavetta, I think he's, he's not there yet where you start him no matter who he's facing, but he's very close. Since he's returned... Uh, I, I mean, we've seen him the first game against the Cardinals. It was that first inning where he allowed two home runs. And really since then, he has just shut down anyone that they've thrown out in front of him. So I'm getting more and more confident in him. I'm not there yet. This is a tough game still in Atlanta against a, a dangerous Braves lineup. So I think it's okay if you have other options to want to go that direction this week. But know that Pavetta's on a roll and you may end up getting like seven or eight great innings, leaving that on your bench. But He's working his way to be at that point, but I don't think he's fully there yet. Talking to Mike Florio, Fantrax.com. How about Adrian Sampson? Are you a buyer of him? He was someone that was picked up in some leagues over this weekend, coming off a complete game where he allowed one run and seven strikeouts, his ERA is at 372. His last five games, he has a 199 ERA, 30 strikeouts, three walks, over 31 and two-thirds innings. We know he pitches in Texas, which – is not ideal, but is he someone that you picked up over the weekend? And if not, uh, what are your thoughts on him? I did not get him anywhere this weekend. Uh, I know Greg Sussman liked him. I believe we had a, a cheap bid on him, but ended up uh, getting a different one of our pickups to go through. But I, I wrote about him today for my Patreon page, and I actually highlighted the exact numbers that you just said, the 199 ERA since May 17th. And in that span, 3-8-4 exit. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone expects him to pitch to a sub-2 ERA. I think if you were to get closer to a 4 ERA you, in Texas from this guy, you'd be okay with that. And that's what the exit shows, that he should be pitching that. But I will say, in that span where he's been pitching well, he has allowed over a 40% hard hit rate and a 40% fly ball rate, according to Fangraphs, yet... The home run to fly ball rate is only 5.3. Pitching in Texas, I expect that number to rise. And as it does, his ERA will start to look more like that exit. But still, sub four. if he can pitch to a sub-4 ERA in Texas, uh, I think he is a pitcher you can pick up in deeper leagues and stream in the right matchups or in two-start weeks. There's no way, though, he is a guy who, in tough matchups, like if they're facing the Astros or something like that, I would get him out of my lineup. It's been a tough season for Rugnetto Dor. He's only hitting 177. Uh, he did steal home yesterday, his fifth stolen base. And we kind of saw this last year, a terrible start, and he finished strong. Uh, I think he hit like 340 in July. He had a good second half. 
is he someone that you just have to be patient with, knowing he's streaky and that by the end of the year the numbers should be pretty good? I think so, but I also think this is who Rootman Odor is at this point. I mean, this is what, like the third or fourth year in a row where people are asking if they can cut him halfway through the season and then he has a, a really hot second half and then we're always hyping him up again the next year saying, oh, look, he made this change, he did that. Uh, I do ultimately think if, you, if you've been patient with him, give him a little bit longer, he's starting to, to heat up a bit. Plus, I mean, I don't know if you saw, Ronis, he's, he's trying to change the game. He's trying to, to make baseball sorts of things. So uh, he I don't know how you feel about those. I, I could see you wearing uh, those short shorts out in softball. But other than that, I think if you just continue to be a little bit patient with Odor. This is who he is. He's a super, super streaky player, which is why I like him a lot more in Roto than I do in any head-to-head format. Yeah, I wouldn't wear those. Uh, I could see you wearing them because <laughs> you're the young generation. You probably like the skinny jeans and all that. So uh, I could see you Come wearing on. You don't want to buy a pair of baseball shorts and wear out on the diamond? Nah, I won't do that. Uh, I'll leave that for you. Uh, Julio Tehran uh, has actually been pitching pretty good lately. I'm ne- never really a big fan of him, but uh, his ERA is 303. Are you buying this, or is he uh, someone that could implode at any time? I'm not fully buying this. Tehran has long been a pitcher. Like I'm like you. I'm not a fan of him, but... He just goes on these stretches where he looks like he's almost an ace. And we know he's not. We know at the end of the year the numbers will probably be what we expect them to be. But like you said, the ERA is just over three, but the FIP and exit both over four. The exit is actually almost at five. More strikeouts this year than recent years, but also more walks. So I don't love uh, Julio Tehran by any stretch, but I will say if he ever faces the Mets, you best believe he should be in your lineup. Oh, yeah, he just tends to crush them, man, all the time. He's always putting up big numbers against them. Yeah, I, I don't know how, but he's just one of, it's one of those things, man, where they that team cannot hit him. So, No, that's definitely true. Uh, well, then again, the Mets can't hit a lot of teams. Yeah, I I can't argue with that. Uh, their, their play is so frustrating, man. They're just going to linger around 500 all year. I think. They are, like – I, I, you know, I can't get excited about this team right now. Like, it's the same story. You know what's going to happen. They're just going to be right around 500. They'll might tease us and win four in a row, and then they'll lose four in a row. It's just, there's, you, you get a feel for a team, and I just don't feel this team is, is going to make a run. Like, there's just too many problems, especially in the bullpen. You know, they just, I don't see them putting together an extended uh, winning streak over a long period of time. No, and I, I was excited. If you remember, they were playing well just before, like they faced the the Dodgers and the D-backs on that West Coast trip. And for the most part, a lot of that play carried over into that series. But it was just bullpen blowing it after bullpen blowing it every day. And to me, I, I that's when I kind of realized, like, yeah, this team they're not going to go on that run like they did in 2015. Like that's just there's too many holes here, don't you say? Were you able to get uh, Jordan Alvarez anywhere, or did you stash him in any league? I didn't. He he was already owned in all of my leagues, I believe, except for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, the NFBC. He'll run next week uh, on waivers, and when he runs, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't have the necessary funds to get him. I saw uh, screenshots of Twitter, like in a league where out of a hundred dollar fabs in one of them, I saw on Twitter, he went for $88. Like I, I'm dealing with less than 200 in that league. I, I'm not going to get him. And in all my other leagues, uh, everyone was very 
on top of the ball, picking him up not even weeks ago. Like he's been owned for the large portion of the year. So people were, were patient and stashed him. And I'm pretty sad I won't have him anywhere, but it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun ride. Yeah, I have him in one draft champions league and nowhere else. Although I'm in I'm, a great fantasy baseball invitation. It's going to be interesting because I did spend some fab this week, but I have among the top amount of money left. I re- I think I need pitching more than a bat, but uh so oh nah, I'm probably not. so this is the budget. Six eighteen, five twenty three, four ninety eight, and I have four ninety three. So I gotta think the guy with six eighteen might go over four hundred. Wouldn't you would, so yeah. would you? I mean, if you if you have six eighteen and the next team is five twenty three and then you have two teams under, I mean, if you go 420 and that still leaves you less than 200 you're probably going to get them because unless the team at 523 goes 480 and leaves themselves with 40 bucks which is kind of dangerous to do now there's no money on this but i think you know people do want to win and they take it you know pretty seriously and uh i'm in the champions league where they're really aggressive on fab so um, and, and we, we have five teams in the top 28 overall and three teams in the top 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, last I looked, I was, I, I believe on yesterday, I overtook first in my league and I, I moved into the top 20 overall. So I'm, I'm going to be there competing with you guys, but I won't have the necessary fab to get your Dono and, uh, your Don, I mean, and I'll say this, I, if you're in like a bottom of the league team right now and you have a lot of fab left, I think this is when you blow it all to get him because how many players, I'm not saying he will be like an Austin Riley impact, but we're running out of opportunity now for these guys to come up and really change the landscape of your league. So if you're sitting towards the bottom of the standings and you still have your fab, which I don't think you should if you're tiered near the bottom of your league, but I think you got to empty the clip on this one like this. This is your last chance, I think, to really make a big splash and a move that could alter your season. If you don't get get him, I mean, yeah, there's Kyle Tucker, but he might not be up for like a month or so. And then the further you wait, the, the harder of a uphill battle it's going to be for you. So I don't know if you agree, but I, if I'm sitting, you know, in the, the like seventh or even lower in my league right now and I have a lot of fab, I'm, I'm taking this chance on, on Alvarez. Yeah, the team with the most money left is middle of the pack at eighth with 76. So I would think that would be an opportunity for them to unload the clip. Uh, I certainly, I mean, my pitching is where I need more help, but uh, I'll definitely put in a bid for sure, but I don't know if I'll get them. I certainly don't have enough money in the NFPC auction to get them, but, but I've always said this. Even if you think you're not going to get a guy, you got to put in a bid. You never know, man. You just never know. Someone might, uh, maybe people get cheap all of a sudden, and it's happened before. You always put in the bid, even if you think you don't gonna, you're not going to get them. Oh, I fully agree. I'm in two home leagues, and in one of them, Nicky Lopez there in uh, Fabageddon, he went for twenty, and I didn't. I, I'm in another home league with a very similar group of players. I, I knew I couldn't spend anywhere close to that, but. Just be safe. I threw in a $5 bid, and I ended up winning him there. So every league is different. You never know. And, and Rona, someone in your position, are you just hoping that, that Alvarez has a pretty bad week and that it drives down his price? Uh, that would be nice. But I think in this league with such good owners and 
people who follow the game closely. I don't think it's going to matter. I really don't. I think, again, I got to think the guy with 600 who's ahead of the pack is going to, he's going to put down at least four something. You know, he's going to, yeah. you, you, this is, see, this is why it's important. You have to look at what other people have in fab right now. You're, you're doing it wrong if you're not, because that should help dictate like the way I'm doing. If I'm in his position, that's what I would do. Because if you look at uh, the, the team at 523 and then me in the 490s, you got to think that none of us are going 450, 460, because then it leaves us with very little. So if he puts that price, it still leaves him with a good amount of money. Yeah, I mean, if you if he can get Alvarez and then still have about 200, even a little bit less than that, I think he's in a fine position. I'm in multiple leagues where I have less than 200 fab, and I'm all right. Like, you, you miss out on the big fish, like, if, you know, another top prospect was to get the call. But we're getting to the point where no one really has a, a lot of fab. So even those prospects are going to be costing less because no one's going to have the money to spend. That's absolutely true. All right. Florio did not help us out today on the timetable for a testicular fracture. But either way, <laughs> good stuff. Mike, uh, good talking to you, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is Mike Florio. Check him out, Fantrax.com, NFL.com. When we return, we'll take a look at some fab results from the weekend and some lineup sports tonight. Here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out fulltimefantasy.com right now. I've got the weekend recap in baseball. Two-star pitchers for the week. Waiver wire from Sean Childs and in-depth team profiles. 
getting you ready to dominate the NFL fantasy football season. And if you're ready to draft, here's your opportunity. Play FFWC.com. We got a starter best ball draft tonight, $35 entry fee, 24 rounds, 90 second clock. All you do is draft your team. That's it. So that kicks off 10 p.m. Eastern. And then we got uh, online championship slow drafts. World Championship drafts, all type of different drafts, best ball, season long, whatever it is, different price points. Check it out, playffwc.com today. All right, we have a little bit of a short slate tonight here on a Monday. Also, some weather issues in New York and Philadelphia, so pay attention to that. But we do have some good news here. If you're waiting to set your lineup and you don't know what to do with J.D. Martinez this week, he is in the lineup tonight. So, Martinez... Left yesterday, Thursday's game with back spasms, set out the entire weekend. And again, this has been a kind of a little bit of an ongoing issue for him this year. And you have to worry about it long term. But if you have J.D. Martinez in a weekly lineup, he is in the lineup today. So you got to get him in. Uh, looking at the action from tonight, Diamondbacks in Philadelphia. Taylor Clark against Jared Eikhoff. For the Diamondbacks, Jared Dyson leads it off playing center field. Cattell Marte at shortstop hitting second. He had his 15th home run yesterday. That's a career high for him already. He's been a really nice value. And I remember my home league, I got him, and I had an extra middle infielder, and it's a daily format. So I was looking to trade Cattell Marte, offered him like right when the season started. I was turned down. Uh, it was for Sonny Gray. And uh, then I, I, the response was like a ridiculous trade. Uh, so kind of glad that I kept Cattell Marte because uh, he's been really good. And Sonny Gray's been fine, but uh, I've been fine without him. So sometimes those trades that get declined work out for you in the end. David Peralta's in left field hitting third. Adam Jones back in the lineup missed some time with a hamstring strain. He's in right field hitting cleanup. Eduardo Escobar at third base hitting fifth. Christian Walker at first base hitting sixth. Alex Avila catcher hitting eighth. Vargas, I mean hitting seventh. Vargas, the second baseman, hitting eighth. Taylor Clark on the mound batting ninth. For the Phillies, Cesar Hernandez leads off playing second base. Bryce Harper's in right field batting second. Gene Segura at shortstop hitting third. Reese Hoskins at first base hitting cleanup. JT Romuto at catcher hitting fifth. Jay Bruce in left field hitting sixth. Scott Kingery in center field hitting seventh. Mikel Franco at third base hitting eighth. And Eikhoff on the mound batting ninth. Mets at Yankee Stadium tonight. Jason Vargas against Masahiro Tanaka. Again, a little dicey here. The weather doesn't look great. There might be a window where they could play through some drizzle. We'll wait and see what they do, but just keep that in mind if you're playing DFS tonight. For the Mets, Jeff McNeil leads it off playing second base. Michael Conforto's in right field hitting second. Pete Alonso, the DH, hitting third. Dominic Smith at first base hitting cleanup. Todd Frazier at third base hitting fifth. He's been real hot. I mean, he was picked up in a lot of leagues. I picked him up in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. was actually hoping to get him in another league where I need a third baseman. Uh, did not get him. I have Hunter Dozier on the injured list and just not sure if he's going to come back this week. Wilson Ramos is the catcher hitting six. J.D. Davis in left field hitting seventh. Ahmed Rosario at shortstop hitting eighth. And Juan Lagares in center field batting ninth. For the Yankees, D.J. LeMay, who leads it off playing third base. Luke Voigt at first base hitting second. Aaron Hicks in center field hitting third. Gary Sanchez behind the plate hitting cleanup. Glaber Torres at second base hitting fifth. D.D. Gregorius at shortstop hitting sixth. He had a home run over the weekend and uh, his first two games back. Clint Frazier, the DH, hitting seventh. Cameron Maben in right field, hitting eighth. And Brett Gardner in left field, batting ninth. Cardinals in Miami. Michael Waka against Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins. Austin Dean in left field, leading it off. Garrett Cooper at first base, hitting second. 
Brian Anderson at third base hitting third. By the way, I saw Cooper go for $112 in one of the TGFBI leagues. So some love out there for Garrett Cooper. Brian Anderson hitting third at third base. Starlin Castro at second base hitting cleanup. Harold Ramirez in right field hitting fifth. JT Riddle in center field hitting sixth. Jorge Alfaro is the catcher hitting seventh. Miguel Rojas at shortstop hitting eighth. And Alcantara on the mound batting ninth. Texas in Boston to take on the Red Sox. Mike Minor against Chris Sale for the Rangers. Delano DeShields leads it off playing center field. Danny Santana's in left field batting second. Elvis Andrews at shortstop hitting third. Nomar Mazzara in right field hitting cleanup. Hunter Pence, the DH, hitting fifth. Estrubal Cabrera's at third base hitting sixth. Logan Forsythe at first base hitting seventh. Brunetto Dorr at second base hitting eighth. Jeff Mathis behind the plate. Batting ninth for the Red Sox. Mookie Betts leads it off in right field. Andrew Benintendi in left field hitting second. As we said before, J.D. Martinez back in the lineup. He is the D.H. hitting third. Xander Bogarts at shortstop hitting cleanup. Raphael Devers at third base hitting fifth. Sam Travis at first base hitting sixth. Mitch Moreland back on the injured list uh, placed on it over the weekend. Eduardo Nunez at second base hitting seventh. So Michael Chavis gets a night off. Jackie Bradley Jr. in seventh field hitting eighth, and Sandy Leone at catcher batting ninth. The A's in Tampa Bay. It'll be Anderson against Charlie Morton. For the A's, Marcus Semyon leads it off playing short. Matt Chapman at third base hitting second. Matt Olson at first base hitting third. Chris Davis, the DH hitting cleanup. Stephen Piscotti in right field hitting fifth. Robbie Grossman in left field hitting seventh. Ramon Laureano in center field hitting eighth. Jerickson Profar at second base hitting eighth. Bo Taylor at catcher, batting ninth. For the Rays, Austin Meadows leads it off in right field. Tommy Pham in left field, hitting second. Brandon Lau hit two home runs yesterday, now up to 13 on the season. He's hitting third. Avisel Garcia is the DH hitting cleanup. G-Man Choi at first base, hitting fifth. Yandy Diaz at third base, hitting sixth. Kevin Kiermaier in center field, hitting seventh. Mike Zunino, the catcher, hitting eighth. And Daniel Robertson at shortstop, batting ninth. Pirates in Atlanta. It'll be Joe Musgrove against Kevin Gossman with an ERA over six. He's got a two-star week. Certainly have some trepidation about putting him in there, but I think I will have him in in some 15-team leagues, even though it is very scary. For the Pirates, Kevin Newman leads it off playing shortstop. Brian Reynolds in left field batting second. Starling Marte in center field hitting third. Josh Bell at first base hitting cleanup. Colin Moran has been on fire. He's playing second base today. He's uh, hitting fifth. Gregory Polanco's in right field hitting sixth. Jung-Ho Gong at third base hitting seventh. Elias Diaz the catcher hitting eighth. And Musgrove on the mound batting ninth. For the Braves, Ronald Acuna leads it off at center field. Big home run for him yesterday. They were down 5-2 in the ninth. And Acuna hit a three-run homer of Sergio Romo. And the Braves eventually won in extra innings. Dansby Swanson at shortstop hitting second. Freddie Freeman at first base hitting third. Josh Donaldson at third base hitting cleanup. Nick Markakis in right field hitting fifth. Austin Riley is in left field hitting sixth. Brian McCann at catcher hitting seventh. Ozzie Osby's at second base hitting eighth. And Kevin Gossman on the mound batting ninth. The Nationals in Chicago to take on the White Sox. Annabelle Sanchez against Despagne. Like Sanchez a lot this week. He might have been available on some waiver wire. So if you need a two-star pitcher, Sanchez has looked good in his last two starts. Uh, pretty good. Now, the White Sox not an easy lineup. They're actually playing a lot better than they think, but... Certainly a pretty good matchup this week uh, for Annabelle with his two starts. Lurie Garcia leads it off in center field. Yoan Moncada is the third base hitting second. Jose Abreu is the DH hitting third. James McCann, the catcher, hitting cleanup. Eloy Jimenez in left field hitting fifth. Yano Alonso at first base hitting sixth. Tim Anderson at shortstop hitting seventh. Yolmer Sanchez at second base hitting eighth. And Charlie Tilson's in right field batting ninth. 
The Cubs in Colorado, you Darvish against Herman Marquez. Man, just absolutely dicey this week to start Darvish. He's been pitching better lately, but a two-start week. Accors at the Dodgers. Man, you are playing with fire if you roll with Darvish. The Dodgers in Anaheim to take on the Angels. Hinjin Ryu against Griffin Canning. Uh, Ryu, just one of the best pitchers this year. I'm so glad that I have him on several teams. Wrote about him last week saying that uh, I, I it's hard for me to trade Ryu right now. I don't think I could. Uh, you obviously can get overwhelmed in a deal and trade him. I understand that. But it's just so hard to find pitching. And, yes, Ryu could land on the injured list, and he's not going to give us Andre innings. But what if he goes 140, 150? Uh, he's just been so good. And, you know, you could look back on it and say, oh, you should have traded him. You should have known he's going to get hurt. But I don't think you can uh, play like that. So uh, I, I'm looking to hold on to him and uh, continue to reap, uh, hopefully, the rewards. Uh, let's take a look at some of the fab bids last night. This is for the NFBC auction, 15-team league. And it was relatively a quiet week. We didn't have a lot of big names. And I do think there's some teams out there that might have shied away and said, okay, Alvarez is going to be available next week, and you're going to have to open the bank. Now, I think there are a lot of teams in position where they said they have no shot. For the teams who have 100 200 bucks left, and there are other teams with four, five, six, maybe 700 yeah, you, those teams are in great position to get Alvarez. And uh, depending on what he does this week, too, uh, you know, the price could go up a little bit. I don't think it really goes down either way. I mean, he'd have to go hitless the rest of the week. And even then, I think people will say, well, you know, as long as he doesn't get set down and looks like he's decent as at-bats. Remember, they have five games this week, too. Uh, so, obviously, I think a lot of people did sit back and wait for him. Uh, Zach Eflin was available in this league, and he went for 85 bucks. The runner-up was 21. Jason Vargas, now he has a two-start uh, start this week, but one's at Yankee Stadium, and the other one's against the Cardinals. So, I wasn't going to start him this week. I just think, you know, against the Yankee bats, uh, it, it could be trouble for him. And look, he has produced. If you go look at his numbers, he's been, actually been one of the best Mets starters. But really difficult to expect this to last, and I don't think it will. A lot of the underlying numbers don't support it. Uh, and we've seen this before from Vargas. where He'll have stretches where he looks good, and then all of a sudden, he can't get anyone out. So, as a Mets fan, sure, I'd love to see him continue uh, what he's doing, but uh, I just don't see it, and especially with a start against the Yankees. I mean, you know, he's been fortunate that uh, he's kept the ball in the ballpark so far, uh, and, you know, in today's environment, that's been tough, uh, even for the best pitchers, uh, but he's only allowed five home runs so far this year. Uh, the whip, though, is still 1.35. The strikeout rate is 19.1%. The walk rate's 9.8%, so it's still high. So I still do have some concerns about Vargas and uh, really wasn't in on him. But he went for $54. The runner-up was 7 So you can see most people felt he wasn't worth that much. Colin Moran, uh, he's been on fire lately. Uh, I picked him up last week in my home league because Joey Gallo went on the injured list. And it was really – I needed a corner infielder. I That's where I had Gallo, and I didn't have any other corner infielders in was going through the waiver. I was like, man, there's not much here. And I picked up Moran, so I've been fortunate to get some of his hot streak here. But he went for 37. Runner-up was 14. There was quite a few options at catcher. You know, Tom Murphy's been really hot lately for, for Seattle. And, uh, you know, he went for 31 bucks. Now, the runner-up was one. Uh, but Murphy has now homered four times in the last three games. Now, he doesn't play every day. And I think you're seeing that with a lot of catchers. They're not playing every day. So you have some catchers with decent numbers. But when you're looking at number two catcher, you'll take it. You know, even if the guy's playing two, three times a week and with Murphy being a little hot, 
Maybe he sees some more at-bats. Framber Valdez went for $31, runoff was 16 There is a chance that he gets skipped this week. I haven't seen that decision made yet, but I guess uh, for – you could wait till tomorrow. I think the Astros don't play today, so it's uh, it locks at first pitch, but then you have to hope that your other option doesn't pitch today, but that's something to keep an eye on. Mentioned Todd Frazier, picked up in several leagues over the weekend. He's been red hot. He went for 28. The runner-up was four. Delano DeShields, definitely someone that I was after. Picked him up in one league. This league, actually, I was the runner-up at 16. He went for 27. Teoscar Hernandez, who looks like he's going to pretty much play every day. You're definitely worried about the batting average, but there is some pop there. He went for 26. Runner-up was 10. I got Mitch Keller for 16. The runner-up was 15. Uh, there's a chance that Mitch Keller could start this week for the Pirates on Wednesday. Uh, the GM mentioned that, so uh, I haven't seen if that's official yet, and I did get Keller in another league as well, so I'm waiting to last minute to decide whether to put him in there. I believe it's in Atlanta, so it's not the best start. Keller came up uh, that doubleheader game. I think it was Memorial Day, and he was terrible in the first inning, but he settled down. He's a big prospect arm, and you're just not going to find a lot of good pitching in a 15-team league, and I don't know if he'll be good, but I'm willing to take a shot on him, especially in this league where pitching has been a big problem. Carlos Gonzalez, who homered yesterday for the Cubs, he went for 10 bucks. There was no runner up by. I just don't see it. I'm actually surprised that getting him this playing time and hitting him in the middle of the lineup. We've seen Cargo for most of his career. The home road splits are pretty stark, and he's not good on the road. So uh, I'm not really buying into him. Josh Naylor went for 10 bucks. There was no runner up. I know he has played well, and he's gotten a few at-bats recently, but part of that was Hunter Renfro sat on Friday and Saturday with a neck soreness. He was back in the lineup yesterday. You know, I don't I don't see where Naylor gets an opportunity to play. You know, Reyes and Renfro are showing big-time power. You got Will Myers, uh, Franchi Cordero could be back soon, so I don't think there's enough playing time there. Michael Waka, he went for $7, no runner-up. Waka is starting today. I've had Waka on a few teams this year and probably wasted too much time with him, so I was not interested in going back to him. I don't think he was guaranteed the second start, but now with the Adam Wainwright injury, that might happen, especially if they put a guy like Ponce de Leon in Wainwright's spot. So he actually might get two starts this week. I did not think that initially. Roberto Perez, again, another catcher that's been on fire. He's homered in four straight games for the Indians. Uh, so he went for six bucks, runner was two. Brad Keller. Uh, he went for five bucks. The runner-up was one. Derek Fisher went for five. Runner-up uh, was two. I did see that this was pretty interesting. In a couple weeks, Pedro Strope was dropped, and I didn't agree with that because we don't. Craig Kimbrell could be another two weeks. Uh, Strope came in yesterday, got one out to not just save. Now they do have a rough week as far as the matchups. They're in Coors Field and at the Dodgers, but. I still think you can get another week, maybe two weeks out of Strope. Uh, even C-Shack maybe get some saves. I think Strope is the guy, but say Strope has to go two days in a row. Maybe they go to C-Shack. So I didn't drop him in leagues yet. We all know Craig Kimbrell is on the way back. So uh, obviously both those guys lose a tremendous amount of value. So C-Shack and most of these I could see cutting, but I didn't think you should cut Strope because you could get you know, two, three saves this week, and maybe Kimbrell needs two weeks to get going. So I didn't think that was a good move to cut Strope. Actually, I put in a bid in one of the leagues where he was available and uh, lost out on the tiebreaker since I was higher in the standings. I didn't get him. A.J. Pollock was picked up for 4 bucks, and I saw that in another league, too, where he went a lot more. I guess it really depends on your roster. We don't know when he's coming back. You know, it could be July. Obviously, he could be an impact back when he returns in a good Dodgers lineup, but who knows? 
Jan Gomes, you know, he hasn't been great, but I think he's better than what he's showing, and I think that Nationals lineup gets better. So he went for two bucks. Williams Estadio was dropped because he was sent down to the minor leagues. I picked up Chance Sisko for $2, dropping Danny Jansen. Jansen's just been an absolute bust this year. Sisko will probably split playing time with Pedro Severino, who's been really good this year. But Sisko put up good numbers in AAA. He's got some pop. He did hit a home run over the weekend. So I uh, definitely think that there's a possibility there. Uh, I'll take a shot on him as a number two catcher. Hernan Perez was picked up for two bucks. Shed long for a buck. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people. And Adrian Sampson, you know, I talked about him. And this league, I guess not many people were excited. He went for $1. There were no runner-up bids. So no one was really excited about Sampson in this league. And maybe part of it was because he's in Boston this week. And a lot of people in this type of league will play for this week. They'll look ahead. They'll pick up a two-start pitcher for the following week. And you do have to be ahead of the curve in these high stakes leagues, whether it's football or baseball. So that might've been part of the factor, but uh, next week, Fab going to be interesting with Jordan Alvarez becoming available in the NSPC and the great fantasy baseball invitational. Again, you can check me out fulltimefantasy.com. Got the baseball weekend recap up and play ffwc.com. We got a starter best ball draft tonight, 10 PM Eastern 24 round best ball draft, 90 second clock. All you do is draft the team. plenty of other drafts. Check it out, playffwc.com. I'll be back Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern with Dr. Earl here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.